good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable Word of God? Welcome to Holding Fast today. Glad, glad to have you as part of the podcast, a brand new podcast week. I'm always excited about this because I have just come off of recent Lord's Day today and I uh, hope that you're uh, had the opportunity to spend some time in God's house and being encouraged and charging your batteries and being challenged in your walk with the Lord, and uh, that we have to have that reminder every week. So I'm glad that at the beginning of each week we can set the tone by being in a house of worship. So, how was your day yesterday? Did you did you uh, get the opportunity to meditate on the Word of God and get some rest on the day of rest? So it's a great encouragement to be here today, though, to begin. We're one day closer to Jesus' return. It's not that far away, and it could be today. I hope you're prepared. I asked somebody this past week, are you ready if the Lord were to come back today? And this person said, I'm not sure I am. So I offered to say, hey, I can help you with that and give you some information that you need about how to be ready. Well, today, I take my text from our Bible reading through our reading through the Bible in a year, and we are, I I made some notes regarding a passage of scripture that's always been interesting to me, and it's found in the book of Numbers, and it's in Numbers chapter 16, and if you've been reading through your Bible, you've already gone past this point, but I wanted to note something here that I think has an extra special lesson for us today. I don't know how you grew up. I don't know if your particular uh, lot in life was to grow up with Christian parents. Did you grow up in church? Did you grow up with with uh, 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 parents who did not have much of God in their life? Maybe they were just entirely uh, a vacuum of God and of knowledge of Him, and they never really instilled any of that in you, and you may not have been saved till later on in life. And I've met a lot of people like that. God, <clears throat> God blessed me immeasurably, and that I had Christian parents. But I'm, I'm well aware that not everybody had that had that opportunity. Uh, and sometimes it's difficult because when you come to Christ later on in life, you feel like you're handicapped because you didn't have the kind of parents that you would love to have had. Uh, uh, if you had to make a choice. But I want to remind you of something that I believe the Bible is is. Uh, is, is very helpful on. If you've read Numbers chapter 16, you read of the story. Uh, in verse 1, it says, Now Korah, the son of Izhar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, or Levi, and Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes, Uh, of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said unto them, You take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift you up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord? And when Moses heard of it, he fell upon his face." So apparently, as we're reading through Numbers, uh, Moses, of course, being God's servant, has been instrumental in getting the law from God. He's leading God's people. They're wandering in the wilderness. And apparently this man named Korah 
uh, rose up with 250 of the leading men of the nation of Israel, and they literally came and withstood against the man of God, which was a, which to me, it's a little bit of a staggering thing, knowing what God's done through Moses uh, and working all the miracles and seeing all these great supernatural things happen. But nonetheless, Korah, in his pride perhaps, rose up with these 250 other leaders against Moses. And if you remember reading the story, things did not go well for Korah. As a matter of fact, uh, they were told to assemble before the Lord. They were each to come before him with uh, censers or incense in their in their uh, pots or their censers, and they were to appear before the Lord. And the chapter says that Moses said to Korah, uh, uh, that God had blessed them. Moses addressed Korah and said, it's not enough for you that God has given you as a Levite the opportunity to serve him. But now <coughs> you think, apparently, Korah thought that that was not big enough for him. <coughs> Excuse me. And he wanted a greater uh, influence and a greater leadership. And so he was going to overwhelm Moses and he was going to come and usurp the authority of Moses. And apparently the situation broke down in the sense that God was very rebuked Korah and rebuked the leaders and literally, and I'm cutting the story very short, but literally told the rest of the congregation of Israel, you better step back away from Korah. You better step back away from Dathan and Abiram because I'm getting ready to unleash my wrath on them for coming against in a rebellious, disobedient way, God's chosen servant, Moses. And so as the story goes on, they the people separated themselves except for these 250 leaders. And all of their families gathered together in, around their tents of Korah and Dathan and Abiram. And literally the ground opened up and swallowed them and they all died with all the things that belonged to them. And of course, the people seeing this were absolutely stunned, but not stunned enough to continue in their rebellion. And they began to rebuke Moses for what happened. Uh, and God said, that's it, Moses, step out of the way. I'm going to destroy this people. I'm going to start all over again. And of course, Moses cries out and intercedes for them so that God doesn't do so. Now, when you fast forward to chapter 26, uh, the Bible says and gives a, a, a rundown of that. And it says in verse 11, notwithstanding, the children of Korah died not. It's what the scripture says. So apparently those that were the descendants of Korah that were present were not involved in the ground opening and swallowing them up and they were not lost. Now, I think it's very interesting if you're following along with me still that when you turn to the collection of Psalms in the book of Psalms, uh, from Psalm 42 all the way through Psalm 49, you find this subtitle of each Psalm. And, and each one, it says, to the chief musician for the sons of Korah. Now, it's interesting. All those sons of Korah did not perish in God's judgment. And it's very interesting to me that in God's eternal word, he has left us a record that the sons of Korah literally dedicated themselves to the praise of God Almighty, even after their forefather Korah rose up in such rebellion against God. 
And what we find there is in each of those psalms, praise to God. We see them singing songs that bring Him glory and honor. We see them using their voices to lift up the, uh, the, uh, the, the praise of the Almighty God. And I think that that is very telling because what that says to me is it doesn't matter who your parents were. It doesn't matter what your, uh, uh, what your, uh, your home life was life like. The reality is that even children of rebellious, unbelieving, broken parents, even those children can rise above that and their lives can be found fruitful and useful for the Lord. There's no need in being paralyzed because you weren't raised as some Christian kids might have been, but rather God can use your life to accomplish great things to his glory and honor. Uh, these, there probably was a part of the descendants of Korah that was always a little bit of shame there. But in spite of that, they were able to stand up on Sabbath day and to be able to sing songs that they dedicated themselves to in praise of the living God. You know, I don't know how what your home was like was life when you like when you grew up. I don't know what kind of parents you had. They may have been uh, vile, God cursing parents. But I'm going to tell you right now, you don't have to live with that. You can actually use your life to be fruitful for God. Won't you make that your purpose today? Uh, the Lord is so gracious. I think so gracious to leave us this record of children who grew up gave their lives to the Lord in spite of the disappointment of their forefathers and were useful to God. I want you to use your life this week to serve the Lord. Praise Him. Give Him glory and honor because you can break any chain of disobedience. You can break any chain of that kind of life uh, lifestyle that your parents might have had and you can serve Him faithfully. God bless you today. Walk with Him. Keep your eyes fixed on Him and remember every day in, in, in the grace of God is a brand new day. Walk with Him.